Valentine's Day. Let's change the subject, okay? Yeah, yeah, because this has flooded through my mind several times over the last week. In fact, last night I really had a hard time getting the message ready because that thought kept coming back. But maybe he will invite me back as a guest speaker sometimes, yeah. (laughs) Well, what a privilege to have been with you guys 20 years, and so let's get in the Word. That's what we do, right? Amen. Amen. Uh, We've been talking about dress to kill, and today I have part two, strengthening your core. And I'm really excited about this because um, initially when we met and talked about which Sunday each one of us would take, um, I had a different uh, area to talk to you about. But I really feel like strengthening your core is what God has called me to do. And uh, that means work. Uh, How many of you are in team lean or going to the gym or still in your January, you know, deal? You know what that is, right? Okay. And so you probably say, well, I'm strengthening my core. And what does that mean? You're taking that middle section that you have and making it stronger than it was through exercise, through diet, through just whatever, walking, running, however you're strengthening your core, because somehow you've heard that if your core is strong, the rest of your body can be strong, and it will give you endurance, and uh, will help you. And so today we're going to talk about spiritually strengthening your core. Does that sound like a good idea? Awesome. Okay, uh, let me review just for a moment, since we just started the series last week, let's review some of the things that Pastor Jamie told us. In Ephesians 6, 10, and 11, and this is an unusual series in that we're camped out in this particular chapter of the whole series, but in Ephesians 6, 9 through 11, it says this, a final word. Now, uh, you have to go back and find out the context, and Paul has been writing to the Ephesians, and he's told them a lot of different things. He's talked about the Godhead, he's talked about the Ephesian church, he's talked about husbands and wives, he's talked about children. Uh, It was a love letter to the Ephesians, and it truly is a love letter. He said really important things about salvation and using your faith. It's just an exquisite book. If you have to say exquisite about any book in the Bible, it would be the book of Ephesians. It's a great, great read. And the other thing about it, it's short enough that you can sit down and read the whole book, all six chapters in one sitting. And so it's a great, great book. But this is what he says, a final word. Uh, So before he leaves this exquisite book, he said, this is the final word that I have for you. Ephesians 6, 10 and 11. A final word, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. I'm sorry, I memorized it in King James and therefore I'm reading it in New Living Translation and uh, I'm making up my own words. So let's try this again. I will just read, okay? Just read, Anne. A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. And we talked about strategies uh, last week. And then Pastor Jamie gave us uh, three things. One is you can be strong or weak in the Lord, and the choice is yours. You have to work out spiritually to be strong in the Lord. 
Number two, you have an enemy and he has a plan. Most of us don't like to think of having enemies, but spiritually we have an enemy. In 1 Peter uh, 5, 8, it says, And Satan, the devil, is walking around as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And, of course, you know from the animal kingdom and watching the TV series that the animal that gets devoured is the weak one or that's left out of the herd or that has been injured. And so the, the devil is like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But he can't devour you unless you let him. He has no authority over you unless you give it to him. And we need to beef up, strengthen our core, and go to war and win this battle, right? Our enemy doesn't need to win the battle. And then the third thing Pastor Jamie said was this, God has provided the necessary equipment for you to be victorious. I love that. God never asks you to do anything unless he equips you to do it. And he equips you to do it with the very finest of equipment. No army goes to battle and wins the war without having good equipment. And God has done that for us. And that's what we're talking about this month. Uh, the next scripture that Pastor Jamie said shared was in Ephesians 6.12. It says, For you are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Then he told us this, you are in a battle. Your battle is not against people, and you need to learn how to fight properly. So, any of you know where Pastor Jamie stands on this? All of us know, right? We are in a battle. We're not battling against people, and you need to learn how to fight properly. Now, one thing that I love, um, uh, one thing that I love um, sharing with people is this: that anytime you're wrestling, it says, "For we wrestle." King James says, "We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers." Anytime you find yourself in a wrestling match with an individual, it's not natural; it's spiritual. And I have to remind myself of that. You know, I have to say, okay, so why is the enemy coming against this event that I'm doing? Or why is the enemy coming against this relationship? And why is there so much wrestling going on? What is really at the spiritual core of what's going on? It's so much easier to blame people, right? It's just easier to blame people. And and we have Facebook to blame them with. <laughs> Let's see. Guys, for some reason it's not advancing. Oh, there it is. Thank you. Ephesians 6.13. And so this is where I'd like to pick up today with verse 13. It says, Therefore put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. And I love it. It says, Therefore. Uh, When you see a therefore in Scripture, you have to find out what it's there for. Okay, so he says a final word, you're fighting the enemy. Um, I've given you the victory, I've given you the ornament, ornament, not ornament, armament, therefore, in other words, in other words, because all this has happened, therefore, put on every piece. Now, in the Christian world, we've done a really good job of putting on the helmet of salvation, Uh, Many denominations preach salvation every Sunday, and that's all they preach. And uh, we've done a real job of putting on the helmet of salvation. 
But in that, we have not taught people how to fight the good fight of faith and how to war and be victorious and how to live in our inheritance and not our circumstances. But that's not what we do here, right? This is a grow-up church, and we challenge you to fight the good fight of faith. And so this month, we will be challenging you to put on every piece of God's armor so that you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will be standing firm. I'm I'm always uh, laughing at TV shows and movies. When they have a fight, they fight so long and so hard that it's amazing that anyone's still standing, right? And then they video it so that you see the sweat going. You remember the Rocky movies, you know, with Clubber Lane and when he would hit him. They did that whole thing of the movie where the sweat would go uh, flailing off on the side, you know, in slow motion and you could see the hits. I mean, people really fought like that. They'd be dead. And this says, then after the battle, you'll be able to stand firm. It's got to be supernatural, right? Because just in the natural, I mean, you throw a right hook at me and I'm on the floor. I won't be standing firm at all. I will be on the floor saying, would somebody help me up (laughs) in the natural? But you throw a right hook at me in the spirit and you're done for. (laughs) The deal is on and I won because I have the Lord on my side, right? Amen. And we need to get that within our hearts and within our minds that we are strong and mighty in the Lord. And it says, then, therefore, put on all your armor, and then, after the battle, you will be standing firm. I love that. I love that. So Ephesians 14 is where I actually pick up today. And these are the two that I want to talk to you about. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. Now, that's an interesting scripture, isn't it? Most of us wear belts um, uh, just to hold our pants up, right? Or if it's a fashion thing to do, we wear a belt. Or there was even a time where you uh, tied a scarf around uh, your waist and, and used it as a belt. But that's not the kind of belt that this is talking about. The kind of belt that this is talking about is a championship belt. Now, a lot of times we get trophies when we, won, when we win or have won a championship. But there are certain um, type sports that give out belts. And I know you've seen them before. Again, if you saw any of the Rocky movies, you saw Rocky all beat up and bloody holding up this belt and shouting for Adrian to come and look at the belt that he had won. And the belt of truth is a championship belt. Um, The championship belt is a large, extravagantly designed belt used primarily for combat sports, such as boxing, mixed martial arts, and professional wrestling, and it signifies who the champion is. When you have the belt, you're the champion. When you have the belt, you have the champion. And it's not a little skinny one-inch belt that you buy at Walmart or Belts. It is a specifically designed, extravagant, bodacious, wide belt that cannot be missed by anyone. So putting on the belt of truth, championships maintain 
champions maintain permanent possession of these belts even upon losing their title. And I thought that was really interesting because, you, you know, we, we have periods in our life where we walk in the truth and we're victorious and we're the champion. And then it, we turned around and it's like, oh, my goodness, I'm knocked down again. You never lost your belt. God's belt of truth was never taken back from you. You still have it. Strap it on and go to war. Don't let the devil say to you, well, you may have won that one, but you've lost this one. Because here's the deal. When you're the champion, you always have the belt. If there's another champion, in other words, if your brother or sister wins a victory to the left of you or to the right of you, the new belt is made for them when the new champion is crowned. The Lord is the Lord of champions, not one. Jesus was the champion of our salvation, and then he made us joint heirs with him. So the Lord is the Lord of many champions, and he has given us the victory through the one who won the first champion, the one who owns and designed the belt of truth. So putting on the belt of truth... It strengthens your core. If you notice, your belt goes around your middle. It doesn't go around your thigh. It doesn't go around your neck. Where does it go? Around the middle. It's the very core of who you are. It goes around the middle. So putting on the belt of truth strengthens your core. It's the center of who you are. Truth should be the very center of who you are. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. Jesus said of Satan that he was the father of lies and that those who believed him and acted like him were like their father. But Jesus also said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he identified himself as the person who carries always the truth. So the center of who you are is determined by how much you believe the truth of the word of God doesn't matter what the TV says, doesn't matter what the world says, doesn't matter what the newspaper says. Now, do we read them? Yes. Are we in the world but not of the world? Yes. But what really matters in your life and how you'll be standing when the battle is over is how much you believe the truth of the Word of God. Um, years ago, I came across a phrase, and I've used that myself to battle when I was a little bit afraid. And I would go back to the Word of God, and I said, uh, God's Word said it, and I believe it, and that settles it. Truth of God's Word should be paramount in your life. There's no substitute for it. It is the core of who you are and the core of your victory as you wear the belt of truth. The belt is also an invitation to look. If you have one of those big belts, championship belts, you've seen them before. I mean, there's no way to ignore those belts, right? I think Elvis Presley, used, didn't he used to wear those big cummerbund belts? And what was he saying? I'm the champion. I'm the, I'm the king. Um, when, you, when you guys dress up, and perhaps you did this this weekend since it's Valentine's weekend, however, knowing you all, I doubt it. But if any of you went out and put on a tuxedo, you had a big cummerbund right in the middle of it anyway. I don't know if you've ever noticed before, but I've had the privilege of dressing Larry and both my boys in tuxedos for different events through the years. And they look good. They look good in their pants and their jacket and their white shirt. Um, But they really don't look extravagant until you strap on that cummerbund. There's something about it. Now, it can be red, it can be blue, turquoise, whatever color, or it can just be black. 
understated. But when you put on that cummerbund, you go from a suit to a tuxedo. In your life, you should never just be wearing a suit. You should always wear a tuxedo. That cummerbund of the belt of truth should always be on your body, right in the middle, right at the core of who you are. And I realize I'm um, moved from teaching to preaching, but I really believe this. You know, I wouldn't ask you to do it unless I really believed it. And hopefully that's a visual for you. I mean, suits are great, but oh, a tuxedo with a cummerbund, and you're the top of the town. You're ready for any celebration, right? Because it says, I'm the victor. I'm the one that's here. Another thing, uh, number two, is it's an invitation to look. A belt uh, is an invitation to look. Years ago, when I had my ladies' store uh, called Ann's Accents in downtown Thomasville, uh, I carried accessories. And I taught the ladies, you know, don't wear a belt if you're thick around the middle unless you wear a jacket that cuts off some of that belt. You don't want to draw a horizontal line and emphasize the circumference of your waist. Does that make sense? So a belt is an invitation to look. And so when you strap on your spiritual belt, the belt of truth, then you're inviting people to look. You're inviting people to look at your witness, look at your testimony, look at your life. A belt is an invitation to look, and the belt of truth is an invitation to look. It's also an invitation for your enemy, Satan, to take a look. It says, see my belt? I belong to God. I'm his. So it's an invitation to look in the positive as you impact others. And it's also a fighting invitation to look as you say to Satan, look who I belong to. I'm centered on him. He is my middle. Y'all are quiet this morning. Is this okay? Okay. Amen. Okay, let's stand up and dance. No, I'm just teasing. (laughs) Okay, number three. A belt is a support. It reinforces weaknesses in your body. I don't know if you've ever had back surgery or known anyone that has back surgery, but the thing that they do after surgery is strap a belt on you. And it's wide. It's probably 12 inches wide, and it covers your whole core as you're in the healing process. So in your life, when there's been a surgery, it's really, really important to strap on the belt of truth. Because the belt of truth gives you support and reinforces weakness in your body as your body is healing. Amen? So putting on the belt of truth strengthens your core. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So the belt of truth is very, very important in your life. So the other part of verse 14, and yes, all this has come out of one one little verse that we looked at. The other part of verse 14 says this, putting on the body armor of God's righteousness strengthens your core. And remember it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the day of temptation or trial. There are a lot of different variations of that one little scripture. It's funny, when you write it, verse 14 is just one sentence long. But, I mean, it's so full of meaning. And I encourage you to study that in all different translations to see what it says. Um, An item of personal armor, and this is the definition of body armor. Now, most of us don't go walking around with body armor on. They used to in olden times because they would go out to battle and they'd wear their 
metal body armor so that the sword wouldn't pierce their heart and they would die. But uh, in the spirit, we should have a body armor on. I mean, we see it on cop shows on TV where when the FBI is going in, what do they do? They put on their bulletproof vest. When they're about to engage the perp, as they call it, um, they go in and they put on their bulletproof vest so that if they're shot at, they're taken care of. You should never go to battle with the enemy without your body armor on. Where is your bulletproof vest? Do you know where it is? Is it in the back of the closet somewhere? Drag it out and have it ready because the enemy is always ready. He's always ready to shoot you with a fiery dart. And so have it out, have it ready. This is what it says, an item of personal armor. Now remember, this is not an armor that's shared with someone else. It's strapped onto your core, and it's a very personal thing. Body armor is a very personal thing. I mean, you live in it, it's uncomfortable, and you sweat in it, if you've ever had on armor. Um, But it's really, really important as far as keeping you alive. An item of personal armor that helps absorb the impact and reduce or stop penetration into the body from fired projectiles or shrapnel from explosions. I thought that was great because sometimes you're just walking along in life, and there's an explosion. It doesn't have anything to do with you. But the shrapnel from that hurts your heart. It pierces your lung just because you are in the proximity of the explosion. You, you must wear your bar, body armor because you, don't never, you never know when the enemy will fire something at you or he will cause an explosion of someone that's close to you. And so body armor is really, really important. Put on the belt of truth and the body armor of righteousness. The body armor provides protection for five major organs. They say there's ten major organs, uh, but they include the eyes and, and, you know, some things that I wouldn't necessarily think of as an organ, uh, but it protects the five major organs that are right within your core, your heart, your lungs, your liver, your stomach, and your kidneys. So how important is that? If either one of those was injured... It would be a life-threatening experience. So spiritually, if either one of those are injured in your life, it's a life-threatening experience. It's funny, you say, well, you know, none of that's in the Word of God. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised how much the Word of God talks about our heart. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. It talks about lungs. You are breath to my lungs. And I breathe in your presence every day, David said. And so it even talks about the stomach a lot, especially in Proverbs. And um, so these are the major organs that are covered by body armor and are there to protect you should the explosion go off or should the fiery darts come into your life. In closing, I want to share this. The belt of truth is who God is. The belt of truth is who God is. Not truth according to Wikipedia. Not truth according to Oprah or someone else that's on TV. Not truth according to the latest magazine article or the latest internet craze. 
The belt of truth is who God is. The body armor of righteousness is who you are. Now, in these last 20 years, you've heard me say many times, to be successful as a Christian, you just have to know two things. And what are those two things? They're in red. This is a cheat. They're in red. (laughs) Who God is and who you are. If you know who God is and if you know who you are, then you'll be successful and prosperous as a Christian because that is the core of who you are, both naturally and spiritually. You know, if you know who you are, if the armor of God and the armor of righteousness is on you, if someone says something snippy about you or ugly about you, it just bounces right off. Because what what do you know? You know who you are. If someone says or does something that hurts you, then the armor of God keeps that from penetrating into your heart. And it allows you to be strong and to stand when that temptation comes. If you know who God is, then you, you just deal with some of those doubts and those fears that you have in life. If God is the center of who you are, if he is your belt, if he is your championship belt, then... You always walk in the truth, and you always know what the real truth is. See, the real truth is that no matter what happens in Washington in November, we have the victory. The real truth is no matter what the Supreme Court says about gay marriage and how pastors are going to be end up in jail, we have the victory. The Lord is my rear guard Front guard, I don't know what you call that. Side guard, right guard, left guard. He's my guard guard. He's my guard guard. I mean, I'm going to strap on what I can and walk in what I know. But ultimately it comes down to this. If someone comes against me as a child of God, they're coming against God Almighty. Because he is my truth. He is my body armor. That's who I am. I am a child of God. Who are you? You are a child of God. You are a child of God. Walk in your inheritance. Walk in your inheritance. Suited up in the armor of God, the belt of truth, and the body armor of righteousness. See, your righteousness can never come from what you do, how good you are, how many times you go to church, how many times you read your Bible, how many people you witness to today. You know, when people share with me how many people they witnessed to or led to the Lord today, I know one thing about them. That's who they believe they are, not necessarily who God says that they are. Their righteousness is in um, overcoming and receiving, not necessarily in who they are. You know what? I'm the righteousness of God if I don't do anything today. You are the righteousness of God if you don't do anything today. Now, what happens to you? It's when you become the righteousness of God, there's so much life in you, you can't help but do things. Right? You can't help but do things because the life of God just keeps oozing out of you. And I mean, no matter how old you get, if you get old like me, I mean, (laughs) I told uh, Jamie and Larry, I said, I'll probably just die in the pulpit. You know, when it comes to my time to die, the life of God is just going to still keep oozing out of me and he'll just have to say, okay, it's time to go, let's go. (laughs) 
The Zoe life of God is just so strong and so formidable in your life that that's who you are. That's who you are. So I ask you this question, as Jamie likes to ask a question at the end, when the battle rages, will you be dressed to kill? Will you be dressed to win the battle? Do you have the championship belt that's already got your name engraved on it? You know, the scripture says, I can never, and Isaiah, I could never forget my children because I've engraved their names on the palm of my hand. I love that. I love that scripture. Because engraving is not just writing. It's actually when something is engraved like on paper, it's burned into the paper. It can't be wiped off. It's stronger than laser printing. It's stronger than anything. It's actually engraved into that paper. And it can never be destroyed unless the paper is destroyed. And Jesus said, God the Father said in Isaiah, I have engraved you on the palm of my hand, and I'll never forget you. I'll never misplace you. I'll never lose you. Your name is right here on my hand. And uh, that's the way it is with us. We are his. He will never lose us. He will never forsake us. And we just need to remember to put on the whole armor. So I challenge you this morning to begin to develop your core. It's great that you're going to the Y. It's great that you're uh, dieting. It's great that you're lifting weights. It's great that you're running. It's great that you're exercising. But what about your spiritual man? Is your spiritual man a little wimp this morning? Or is he strong? Do you have on the belt of truth that says, this is who God is? Do you have on the body armor of God that says, this is who you are in my righteousness? See, our righteousness is never based on performance. It's always based on what God says about us as his dear children. And he loves you. He adores you. Does he know you messed up here and he messed up there? Yes, but your righteousness isn't in your ability. It's in his supernatural anointing on your life to carry you through every battle. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet. Well, I did good. Only two minutes late.